Hey, this is Steve. And this is Angel Dawn. All right, it's Bonus Friday again. Bonus Friday. And we're still uh, remote broadcasting. I'm still in Texas, and Miss Angel is in North Carolina. And uh, But this here is going to be a great episode, isn't it, Angel Dawn? I think this one's a very interesting uh, series. It is. Probably be two maybe three parts to it all right well let's go ahead and get into it i've been waiting on this one well we're going to talk about lingerie Ooh. okay we're talking about the history of lingerie all right the history of lingerie now when you hear the word lingerie what do you think of something sexy right I think that's what most people think. I think they think sexy and frilly and barely there. And, you know, I think that's what the word lingerie conjures in our minds today. Right. Not in a a practical way. Right. But the word lingerie is actually derived from the French word meaning linen or lin. Really? So this... Lingerie is from linen. I mean, that's where it came from. Right. The word linen or lin, L-I-N. Okay. It's a French word. Okay. So in early, in the days of early lingerie, it was more uh, practical and support type garments. Not what we think of today. Huh. So it wasn't. It was interesting. Right, so at the the original lingerie wasn't the woohoo. <laughs> no, no, okay. it was pra- it was practical. All right, you know the uses were practicality. Of course, as time goes on, it wasn't practical. It was more for aesthetics, and we're going to get into some of that stuff. Okay. All right. So in ancient Greece, women wore a band of cloth. To support their boobs. So it was like that's that give Lynn to the word band aid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, but it was called, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Apodesmos, A P O D E S M O S. Okay, maybe someone. That's, how, that's what it was called. Somebody there in France that's listening. Uh, Maybe we didn't get that right. Correct us if we're wrong. Well, this is ancient Greece we're talking about. Never mind. Oh, the France. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Ancient Greece. You might Greece. have to ask your, your, your Greek buddy, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I'll have to talk to Jimmy. All right. See if we're pronouncing that right. Okay. And um, uh, Minoan art depicts women in ancient Crete uh, more than 4,000 years ago wearing this garment. Wow. And it was typically typically made of wool. It was wrapped around the chest and pinned in the back. Now, of course, they didn't have safety pins and stuff like we have, fasteners like we have now, but they found a way to secure it in the back. So that's kind of like an early bra. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can in see. In ancient Rome. 
Yeah, it was just a piece of cloth that they wrapped around to uh, support their their boobs. I could say breast, chest, right, bosom. The bosom basically to support their. (laughs) All right, so us guys, us guys were running around with a butt flap, and they had the the. Okay, I got it. I got it. Right, right. In ancient Rome, women with large boobs were considered unattractive. That's wrong. Oh, it's right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Not by standards today, I would think, but <laughs> I know. In wow. ancient Rome, it was considered unattractive. <laughs> wow. So, this is kind of where I guess the aesthetic starts coming into play because uh, these women, they would tightly secure and tighten down their bus with support garments that was known as fascia. Or here's another word, mamilliar, M-A-M-I-L-L-A-R-E. Huh. So they would tighten everything down. So just batten down the hatches. Yeah. Now, these garments were used for functional uh, purposes as well. Um, They were often worn to support a woman's bus during dances and, you know, any type of physical athletic type events. Okay. All right. But yeah, um, big boobs were not popular in ancient Rome. I would, I, I just don't, I can't fathom that. I wouldn't do well in ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why there wasn't um, plastic surgeons in ancient Rome. <laughs> yeah, to make boobs bigger, that would have uh, crashed their market. <laughs> they wouldn't have had a market. Oh, that is interesting. All right. So, During the Roman era, okay, and growing in popularity in the Middle Ages, the chemise, a loose undergarment, became popular to protect clothes from sweat and body oils. Huh. So not only was it for, I guess, support, but it was, you know, they did. I'm sure they didn't bath as frequently as we do now, or, and you know, you want to protect your clothes, right? Right, and they were worn both by men and women. Oh, that's so not just women, but it was, yeah, it was to protect their garments because, again, you know, it, we didn't, they didn't have all the modern, modern type uh, hot water heaters and yeah. washing machines and everything that we have today. So they were trying to protect their clothing so that they could wear it more often with, before they had to wash them. How interesting Which makes is that? Sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, they could just they could just hand wash their their undergarments, which was the fascia, and wear it and keep it clean. Fascia. That's interesting. Fascia. Now we're gonna, now we're going to talk about the doo doo. <laughs> uh, we talk about that a lot. You talk about it a lot. (laughs) We're talking about the Chinese doo-doo. It's spelled D-U-D-O-U, doo-doo. So it is doo-doo. All right, doo-doo. It's pronounced (laughs) doo-doo. Unless you're more of I guess if you're more of the upper class, it would be the doo-doo-doo. I guess. I guess, I'm sorry. Or if you you own own more than one, I guess it's doo-doos. (laughs) <laughs> where's miss angel well she's doing out uh to washroom doing her to do's <laughs> that's right 
Now, it's not the uh, oldest form of lingerie, but it is still one of the most enduring. You can still find them and buy them today. Hmm. You can purchase doo-doos today. You can. You can. It was first fashionable among uh, or during the Ming Dynasty, and that was 1368 through 1644, and uh, mostly with upper classes. Right. It it was shaped like a bin with straps that would tie around the neck and the back, and it was also designed to minimize the bust. Those people. Uh, So (laughs) even at that time, they... uh, in China, they were trying to minimize the, you know, must not have been, you know, considered attractive then either, right? Maybe not, but um, they are still available today. They they kind of remind me, you know, I've, I've, when my research, I saw pictures, they kind of remind me of what we would call a halter top, you know, really popular in the 70s and maybe in the 60s. I don't remember the 60s. I was too young, but... The 70s, I wore halter tops, and they tied around your neck and tied around your back. That's what they remind me of, except they're very uh, ornately designed, very pretty. Right. Okay. So, and, uh, and that very well could be where the halter top came from. Who knows? It, it could have. And, you know, even, even in China, they're bought more as outerwear than underwear, ah. <laughs> you know, today. So they're worn, they're worn uh, as outside outerwear garments. So I think that's kind of interesting. It's still, they're still popular today and it has survived that long. Well, yes, that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And it is, it's, uh, that's very, uh, the longevity is amazing on that garment. And if it's still in use today. It is. I think you're going to like this little transition. We're going to talk about the corset. The corset. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every time I think of a corset, I picture that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie with Johnny Depp. You know, the the lady had her corset on and she passed out because it was so tight. He saved her, you know, when she fell into the water. (laughs) Right. Well, that happened with the core system. We're going to talk a little bit about some other things that happened, you know, physical problems that were endured because of corsets. Now, corsets became, uh, they were for aesthetics. There was nothing really um, good or they didn't produce any positive (laughs) physical wellness other than it produced physical problems but not anything good and it was more for aesthetics but corsets became popular really popular in the late middle ages where larger busts became more popular and the corset was designed to give the appearance of having a bigger chest with more narrow waist go late middle ages <laughs> yay <laughs> All so right. the thought was if you can the thought was if you can pull it so tight and make your waist really tiny it's going to push everything upward right. everything up. so it's going to make you appear to have a much larger chest and that was what they were wearing them for wow they weren't practical. it was aesthetics not practicality well yes but those things look so and, uncomfortable 
Well, they are uncomfortable. Now, this, this in my research, was the first undergarment to be used strictly for aesthetic results. So it was... It, it was, was all about... Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it was create. Okay, so the corset, it took... It created a shape out of the woman rather than fitting the woman's shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we'll buy bras and panties and things that fit our shape. That was not why you bought a corset. You bought a corset to make your shape by using that corset. It didn't fit your shape. <laughs> wow. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. But they, um, they would... They were not comfortable and they were made up of all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> like they were made up of wood, animal bones, metal rods. They incorporated hooks, clips, straps. They even incorporated pulleys. <laughs> <laughs> Some women were serious about getting it as tight as they could. <laughs> well, my goodness. Yeah. You're uh your uh, closet or dressing room would look like an auto body shop right now. With, you know, everything it needed just to be able to. <laughs> so I guess the guy would drop his lady off at the changing room, just like you would a car nowadays and say, hey, uh, put a, you know, a new uh, front end on it. Do something about that back end and I'll pick it up on Thursday, <laughs> you know. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I don't think they had to do much because the women were, uh, you know, they they liked the look and they took care of it all on their own. Ah, got you. So during, you. yeah, during during the Victorian era, and I think that's where most people their mind goes to that era when they think of corsets. The Victorian era, it reached that was when the corset reached its height of uh, popularity. And not only women wore them, men wore them as well. Really? Men wore them too, yeah. They wanted to look smaller and more manly too. You know, a woman that likes a, a man with big chest and big arms and broad shoulders, well, <laughs> he could <laughs> obtain somewhat of that look as well wearing a corset. Just everything is jammed together, of course, yeah. Wow. Well, it's pushed up. Same as it is for a woman. So he's going to look all muscular and manly and have that smaller waist too. Not like pulled in like a woman, but still pulled in enough to make it aesthetically look like he's super fit. <laughs> wow. But, you know, pulling something that tightly around your waist, it just seems to me like it would, it's got to cause some damage, you would think, you know, or at least, you know, it's got to be uncomfortable. Well, we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about that right now. Okay. Uh, these, yeah, these uh, corsets, you, you know, with frequent use, which they wore them all the time, they caused uh, muscle atrophy, and that means your muscles just can't work anymore. They caused lung problems, infections. They restricted the bowels, lower back problems, skin rashes, numbness, wow. bruising breathing issues and they actually rearrange the functionality of organs really? of your internal organs because they're shifting everything is being compressed wow. Wow. think the how uncomfortable that is and how hard that would be your body has to uh 
your internal organs are are being forced to these little small areas to rest and there's wow. no place for them to go. I just can't so imagine. Dur during this era, I, can't, I, I know it's terrible. During this, during this time, uh, women frequently passed out due to the lack of air. Wow. And when they would, when they would pass out, they had, they had a fainting room. I mean, that's what it was called. Their fainting room. Oh my goodness. So there was a, there were a room dedicated to, to people passing out. They had, a, they had a room. Yes. They had a room where when they were passed out, they called it swooning. They, they would go swooning on their fainting couch. They had a fainting couch in their fainting room. And when they couldn't breathe and passed out, they would be swooning. It's not what wow. we think of swooning today. No. You know, we think of swooning like hearts in your eyes and being all in love and everything. Yeah. No, swooning was, you know, laying back on the couch with your palm on your forehead, not being able to breathe. <laughs> How <laughs> interesting is that? Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, you know, yeah, you go ahead and go grab that Pepsi. I'm going to go in here and swoon a while. So <laughs> I'm going to have to swoon. I can't breathe. I got to go swoon. I'm, wow. I'll be in my fainting room swooning on my fainting couch. <laughs> Could you imagine just stepping back in time for one day at one of these socially elite events? I mean, we would, we just probably couldn't believe it, you know? Well, I have never been one to adapt to things that just are not comfortable. I will for a pair of shoes. If I really like them, I'll, I'll let that be a little uncomfortable. But right. as far as like pantyhose and stuff, I've never hardly ever wore them. I hate them. They don't feel good. They're too restrictive. I can't imagine that I would have been um, doing very well with this <laughs> during this time. <laughs> I, can I can imagine I would not have been very fashionable. <laughs> well, it would. But been at a, least I could breathe. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say give me a cloak and a dagger, and I'm good to go. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the men were allowed to use the fainting couch when they got, um, you know, when they <laughs> couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't know. I wonder if they had co-ed fainting areas, you know, swooning <laughs> rooms. They may have, you know, and I do want to bring up this point. Uh, you know, we're talking about all of these different things, but I want you to know during all of this time and the history we're talking about right now, women did not wear panties. Really? They didn't. No, they did not. The, women did not wear panties until the 19th century. Well, you, you know, it would actually make sense. Just practicality. You know what I mean? Uh, well, they wore their underwear was the long linen garment, you know, under their dresses that we talked about earlier, like the chemise or a smock or what they called a schist. But right. they didn't wear like panties like women wear now or underwear like men wear now. Mm, so underwear, uh, underwear wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> People that people that feel like to go commando today, they could, they're probably going, yeah, I hate underwear. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh -huh. look at the big business of underwear alone. Panties and men's underwear is like big business. Now. I know, right? The Fruit and Loom guys, they <laughs> just you know put them out of a job. So, well, this has right. been this has been a interesting 
interesting topic. I mean, I've learned so much already off of this. Oh, and it's going to get better. You know, there. Okay, so corsets were mostly replaced in the 20th century by the mass production of a different kind of garment, and that was ushered in uh, due to the World War, World War One. So we will pick this up and let you know what this garment was. If you think you know what it is, you can email us and let us know. Hey, is it this? Because this garment changed change things a lot yes that's awesome please uh, send us an email at how we met tls at gmail.com but you can fill out a comment form which i think is way quicker on our website which is www.howwemettls.com well, there's a, there's a lot of W's and a lot of T's, <laughs> so I get confused. There's a lot of dots, <laughs> right. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yes, this has been absolutely an interesting topic and an interesting subject, and I look forward to hearing the rest myself. So thanks, everyone. Until next Friday, it's your life. Your love. Our, our story. story.